Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. Cody Goodwin here, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're tuning in. Got a fun show for you guys today on this Monday. The media days are this week for the Iowa, Iowa State, and Northern Iowa wrestling programs, which marks the unofficial start of our coverage for the 21-22 college wrestling season. I know we cover these guys all year round when it comes to recruiting, and some of these guys go into other big wrestling competitions. Um, But this week, kind of the um, you know, official we're opening the door for the 21-22 college wrestling season, which is expected to be a really fun one, right? So we've got Iowa State's Media Day Tuesday afternoon in Ames, Iowa on Wednesday afternoon in Iowa City, and then we wrap up with Northern Iowa Thursday afternoon in Cedar Falls. All right in a row this week, and I plan on being at every single one of them to talk with the coaches, the wrestlers ahead of the upcoming season. I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. Tons of content coming from all three media days, like stories, handful of features, podcasts, potential lineups, interviews, all sorts of other goodies to get you guys ready for the 21-22 wrestling season. Still kind of crazy that we are already there. It seems like we were all in St. Louis for the NCAA championships not too long ago. Um, You know, down in... uh, Uh, Fort Worth for the Olympic trials not long after that. Uh, I mean, we were in Fargo not too long ago. I did the national duel thing this past summer. Obviously, the Olympics were not too long ago. We had a world championship event not too long ago, right? Just wrestling fully forced its way back into our lives, um, which is really fun and exciting. So I'm really excited for this week. I hope you guys, again, hope you all are too. Probably um, doesn't mean the same thing to you guys as it does to me, but that's okay. I hope to bring that excitement to you through the content that I'm able to produce. Before we get to the media days, though, lined up a show today with Corby Van Deventer. Uh, you guys probably know him better as Corby Matt on Twitter. He works with me at Intermat and he works with Willie Saylor at Matt Scouts and is maybe one of the biggest wrestling nerds, if not the biggest wrestling nerd that I know. He has been everywhere this past spring, summer, and fall and plans to continue to travel around this winter to cover everything wrestling as much as he can. I caught up with Corby on Sunday evening to discuss the three in-state teams ahead of their media days this week. Corby and I basically, we go down the line, Iowa, Iowa State, Northern Iowa, we discuss their lineups, storylines to follow entering the season, some subplots to keep an eye on, some other fun topics regarding each team. It was a great conversation. Corby is a fantastic wrestling mind, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. We drop a fun few, um, or at least a few fun nuggets um, of information just about each of the three teams um, that I think you guys will find enjoyable and a little bit informative as we head into the start of the season. We go for about an hour, and we hit on a bunch of different wrestling topics. So that's going to be today's show. Let's queue up that intro music and we will hop to it thanks a bunch for listening you guys and i hope you enjoy Corby, who's still in Greensboro, man. You're still down there for the Super 32 Challenge, which wrapped up uh, tonight. We're recording on a Sunday evening. Um, before we get into the fun stuff, um, you know, with College Media Days coming up this week, how was like how was the Super 32, man? Like, how was the action down there? It was unbelievable. Um, you know, the depth, the depth of the tournament. I mean, it's there's no there's no high school tournament like it. Um, it was the it was better than expected, in my opinion. Um, the depth, 120 was a, I mean, meat grinder. You saw Jezaroga, you know, kind of do what he does, right? He was, you know, down to Davino, come back. He kind of just managed the matches, scored when he had to. Um, he looked good. P.J. Duke. P.J. Duke 
unbelievable. The, the pace of P.J. Duke and the way that he's able to hand fight, control ties, always head in the right position for the age of him is, is high level. P.J. Duke's really good. Uh, Mantanona, right? Mantanona's down in the finals. Short time to go on top, believes in himself. You know, a lot of guys cut him there, try to get the takedown right out for OT. Mantanona goes for the turn, gets the turn on Joe Adams at the end, wins. Unbelievable match. Um, who else? Uh, Gaten. Gaten's kind of sh- surprised me a little bit at 60. Um, you know, Singleton takes out Rocco Welsh. Um, you know, big match there. Um who else? Oh, uh, Rylan Rogers going to Michigan. Rylan Rogers won the 195 pound bracket. Looked great. Christian Carroll looked good. It was amazing, actually. I mean, better than expected. Um, full house, tons of people. Um, so it was great. A lot of college coaches recruiting. You know, a lot of up and coming kids. So the future's bright. So hey, you got media days coming up this week out in Iowa, man. You got to be happy for that. Dude, I'm amped. I am. Um, it was. It's all, dude. It's always kind of fun because I feel like Super Thirty Two always falls on like the weekend before media days, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you see all this high level wrestling, and then you know I'm gonna spend the week. I think what Ames on Tuesday for Iowa State, Iowa City on Wednesday for the Hawkeyes, and then Thursday I'll head up to Cedar Falls for the Panthers media days, which is kind of the unofficial start, I guess, of like the coverage part of the season. I know they've been practicing for a couple weeks. Let's, I was going to just run all three of them right in a row, right? The media days are this week. We're obviously going to get a chance to talk to all the coaches, all the wrustlers. Um, We're going to kind of get a better feel. We have a pretty good idea of what these teams are going to look like. Right. But I figured, um, you know, you're, you're a huge wrestling fan. I'm a huge wrestling nerd. Let's, let's kind of volley back and forth. So I figured here we could start with, um, you know, we could run Iowa, Iowa state, you and I in a row, kind of list who we think their starters are going to be. And then maybe like a question or two that we have about these teams, Um, you know, kind of whatever comes to mind. And yeah, just to kind of like, you know, let's get the discussion rolling. Let's get coverage rolling. Um, So I guess we can start with the Hawkeyes, right? Let's start with the defending NCAA champs. Seems like a fair way to spot uh, start off. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, their lineup pretty straightforward, right? Everybody's coming back. Spencer at 25, DeSanto 33, Ironman 41, Murin. I know you really like Vince Turk, who's going to be back in the room this year at 49. Caleb Young at 57, um, uh, Alex Marinelli, the Bull at 65, Kemmer at 74, Abisad, maybe Nelson Brands at 84. Who knows how that's going to shake out? Then Jacob Warner and Cassiope rounding it out at 97 and heavy. Um, we know how good this team is. Um, you know, defending national champs, even with maybe not the best NCAA tournament, right? Just in terms of like some of the injuries that they were dealing with and some of the individual performances. But like, I'll start with you, man. What's a question or two you got about the Hawkeyes this year? My question is 84, right? Is it looks like, you know, um, the tea leaves are, could be Assad, right? They, they put out the poster. I mean, if you're looking into it, Assad's in it. Um, I've heard, you know, Assad's a true 84. Nelson's not a true 84. Um, it sounds like Abe Assad has picked it up in the room a little bit, uh, training, you know, not, and not picked it up in the room a bit. Take that back. Abasad always trains hard in the room. Last year, Abasad healthy now, right? Correct. Abasad was dinged up last year, which kept him, you know, the progression from going. So I think that's going to be a battle. And then 41 49, right? Vince Turk's back. Vince Turk goes to the military. You know, uh, you know, he's back now. 
Um, so let's see what happens at 49. I hear he's looking good. He's big. He's strong. You know, Mirren, you know, has a rough NCAA tournament last year. You know, uh, the Hawks aren't, you know, they're both going to get chances. We'll probably see it figured out at Midlands. Right. And we've seen it before, you know, uh, you know, battles, right. I mean, that's how it works. You're going to go out, you're going to battle. It's not always who beats who in the room. It's who beats, you know, guys in competition, right? You could be three and seven and your buddy's seven and three and you're beating them. Well, he's probably going to be the starter. So I, I think Midlands is going to be a big indicator for the Hawks as it has been in the past, right? I think those weights get figured out at Midlands. They're going to go down to the collegiate duels, you know, and in December. And then the next week they'll go to Midlands. So let's see what happens at Midlands, 41 84 the rest of the weights i feel are locked in um you know how do they how do they manage big tone right being gone overseas u23s i hear he's going are you hearing the same thing cody that he's yeah as far as i'm concerned i know i know cassiopeia miles wilson both going over there miles wilson gonna be wrestling at 86 kilos um he beat um who he beat from cornell to make the team it went to a third match um but yeah, he's the rep. Um, so as far as I know, they're both going overseas. So that'll be good for them um, just to kind of get that experience and that exposure. And especially for Cassiopeia, right? Get some international feel before he comes back. And, um, you know, that'll be the first chance we get to see new ripped Tony Cassiopeia, right? I know there's a handful of pictures floating around, man. That guy's got some guns. He's he's leaned out quite a bit. Um, you know, maybe different different shape of a heavyweight this year, which I think will be exciting to see. No, I, I, I the reason I've like specifically brought up Vince Turk is I, you know, I don't want people to forget him, right? Like he, I know he went and did an Army Ranger thing and um, he's actually one of the few I'm excited to really talk to um, later this week. Um, but yeah, he's back in the room. He's got another year of eligibility and he's, you know, I, people forget like he, a few years ago, he was at the NCAA championships for Iowa. He was their guy and he went three and two, I think with, you know, he had two bonus point wins in there. I think that might've been 2018 if I remember right. Um, and he was a couple years ago um, during the 2020 season, he was neck and neck with, with Pat Lugo, at least in the room, in the Russell off, um, you know, so this is a guy that's capable. He's a guy that, you know, when given the opportunity, he has found ways to take advantage of it. You know, this is, you know, he's always been at a weight where there have been multiple place winners at the Midlands. I know kind of like you mentioned, that's, that's what Tom likes to use as kind of let's settle any lineup issues that we have at the Midlands. And then you go from there. Right. Um, I'm kind of with you. I'm thinking just kind of reading the tea leaves and, and, and even talking to Abasad. I was in Iowa city a couple weeks ago during that big visit and, or when they had that big visit with all the recruits in town and, um, you know, Abe feels good. Abe's healthy. Um, I'm assuming that that because of that and, you know, kind of as well as the poster thing that he's probably going to be the guy, or at least he's going to get the first opportunity at 84 this year. Right. Um, no, yeah, I, I really like those thoughts. I think my one question for Iowa, and I'm curious kind of what you think is, and I don't even know if it's about the Hawkeyes in general. It's, it's, you know, what, what does, and I've mentioned this team very, there's a reason I mentioned Penn state. I'm bringing Penn state in this conversation. What can Penn state do? What, what kind of lineup can they roll out to potentially beat the Hawks? Right? Like, you know, and I'm thinking way far ahead to March. Um, I'm assuming this Iowa team is going to be healthy and ready to go. Um, Penn state's going to be the primary challenger. I think there's a few other schools that might, apply some pressure i think that's the way that i've been phrasing it you know like like an oklahoma state they got some dudes that can go deep in the tournament like a cornell they've got some dudes that can go pretty deep in the tournament penn state looks like they've got enough dudes to go deep in the tournament um to really apply some pressure but what what else do they need to make 
happen in their lineup or who else do they need to put in their lineup or how do they need to make shift their lineup to could they beat the Hawks this year which I there's there's a part of me that thinks there's a lineup out of that room that could make it happen I don't know what do you think so um you know do we see do we see Soriano in in January right rumors you know are floating um right now I put it 75 25 yes that we do um I think the NIL is why it's intriguing to him. Um, he wants to build a brand, realizes that you're own. I mean, you're, Your biggest you're popular in college. Yeah. That's it. And so he wants to come back and he wants to go 25. So we'll see. That's an, a thing. And guys got to remember too, right? Uh, Kirk Fleet. Kirk Fleet had a um, healthy this year. Yeah, Kirk Fleet had an issue last year, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a staff. He had staff, and staff got in his shoulder, and and then it had a blood infection, and 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 I'm not breaking any that he's talked about this on podcast recently, which we had known this, but nobody wanted to speak about it, right? Because you know until he did, right? So he was on Bash a while ago, and he he spoke about it, and you know he lost a lot of weight, so so Kirk Fleet's going to be back. He he. That wasn't really, you know, he was good, right? But he's better than that, all right? And then 97, how does it shake out? You know what I mean? I'm hearing, I'm hearing Beards winning the room battles right now with Dean. So we'll see. People forget, you know, Beard was the seventh place guy last year in the country. So um, that's interesting. Now they're going to move Joe Lee down, okay? Joe Lee's coming down to, to 157. They're going to – Okay, that's interesting, right? Now Facundo is going to go sixty-five. They're going to so next weekend, or let's say November seven, coming up here, two weeks is the clearing open. You've got Van Ness registered at forty-nine. You've got Steen at twenty-five, and you got Facundo at sixty-five registered for the open. They'll go unattached. They'll go get their feet wet. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, the indicator I'm looking for, if we see Soriano or not, is if we see Steen. If we see Steen's red shirt pulled and we see Steen, more than likely we are not going to see Soriano. They have Jacob Campbell, Bucknell grad transfer, who has looked good in the room um, and could see maybe see him at 25 to start the year, could keep Steen in red shirt. And then we'll see what happens come January. So for them, and then I think you see, um, I think you see Van Ness go forty nine. Okay, um, Bull Bartlett probably red shirts goes forty one. Uh, Joe Lee, and then they'll you know from Joe Lee they'll go Facundo, and then their back end ninety seven will shake out. So I think there's a chance, right? There's a chance. Let's say, you know, and, and Iowa's going to need some better, you know, some better you know, guys at the tournament too. Let's face it. I mean, Marinelli's won three big 10 champions. He said it, you know, in, in his interview recently, right. He's got three big 10 titles. You know what I mean? That's impressive. That's unbelievable. Right. But then he's like, I haven't got it done. I haven't got it done in March. There's one goal in mind. I, I, I got one job to do. I haven't done my job yet. He's like, and that's the focus right now is go do my job. And so, you know, he's been the best, right. There's been multiple years. He's been the one seed multiple times. Right. So if he goes and gets it done, I mean, it's a wrap, right? I mean, right. They got it done last year with him, right? Not, And they've got it done with him getting sixth, right? So, you know, if Spencer does his thing, even let's say he slips up, right? Let's say Soriano 
gets him. But if, if Marinelli comes in and does his thing, then I think I love it. I, I, you know, for wrestling as a fan, I love it if Soriano came back. I love it. I mean, that'd make Detroit so much better. You get Vito back in there. You get him in there. I mean, 25 watching Pat Glory, watching these four guys go at it would be amazing. I agree. Yeah, no. And I and I like the the thoughts there about, you know, Penn State, you know, if Soriano does show up, because um, mm-hmm. then you've got RBY, NCAA champ, Nick Lee, NCAA champ. Van Ness and Facundo were two superstar recruits, right? Joe Lee down at 57. How does that look? Does he feel better there? Does he, is he able to score more points there? And then, you know, Aaron Brooks at 84, another, another champ coming back, right? 74 C star who, you know, not only an NCAA champ, but he's, I feel like he's gotten better, right? We all saw him at the world team trials. So that's a scary thought. Um, Then you got beard and Kirk fleet on the back end. I would love, you know, I, not unlike, and I, I kind of thought this at the beginning um, of last off season, like as we got done in St. Louis, I kind of looked ahead real quickly to 2022, like what's Detroit possibly mm-hmm. going to look like. And immediately what came to mind was, Oh, this could be a redux of, you know, like you remember the year Penn state and Ohio state, it was two super teams going at it and everybody else was battling for third. I'm pretty sure that was Cleveland. Right. We could do mm-hmm. that again, but with Iowa and Penn state, right? Like, I don't know how much of a super team Penn State could really be, but there's a lot of potential there, I think, right? With the four NCAA champs, Kirk Fleet being healthy, um, you know, whoever wins Beard, Dean, um, you know, and then if Facundo and Van Ness come through, like then they're really cooking with grease, right? Like who, you know, then you add Soriano potentially to the mix. Um, things could get really fun, right? Like that's, you know, and I'm still, I'm still not completely killing off Oklahoma state as the front runner for third yet, just cause I really like that team. You know, they got fixed. They got Ferrari. They've got Travis Whitlake. They're going to have a hand, you know, it kind of sucks that they lost guys like Bula Wall and Cade Brock. Um, but like why she's going to be healthy this year. What's that going to look like? Mastro's going to have another year under his belt. What's that going to look like? Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of nice pieces there in Stillwater. I don't know if it's enough to hang with Iowa and Penn state, but um, I really, you know, I'd like, I'm kind of hoping for like a two team super battle by the time we get to Detroit. I'm looking too. I mean, there's teams like, right? We get, if, let's say Stefan come, Stefan at 33, right? You got Amin at 84, you got Brucky at 97, you got Mason at heavyweight, and then they've got other guys in there that are going to scrap as well, right? So they could, and it's in Detroit, right? So, so they've got some guys, right? We haven't been told yet what Mass is doing. Um, you know, if we're going to see Massa or we're not going to see Massa, we're probably going to see a healthy Will Luan. Then we have little Amin, right? So their back end looks really good. Stores back, right? And then 25 will probably be Medley. And then, so, I mean, that that's a team as well. And then you've got the Cornell squad that we've talked about, right? I yeah, mean, no, Michigan's another a team. team that can very quietly apply quite a bit of pressure when it comes to, you know, can their top guys beat, you know, hang with Iowa and Penn State? You know, that would, you know, just weight by weight breakdown, like that could bring – Iowa and Penn state back to the pack a little bit that could, you know, elevate Michigan into that, you know, are they the front runners for third, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things at play here and you're right. Like not even just Cornell, Princeton's going to have some dudes too, right? Like it's, it's going to be great having the Ivy leagues back, you know, I, man, we're six months out. I'm already amped for Detroit. (laughs) Well, yeah, me too. And, and I think fans out there are going to have to realize that, you know, coaches learned, from last year that we don't have to wrestle so many matches. There's a guys cut in. You're going to, you're going to see guys on match count. You're going to see guys with lighter weight ends. You're going to miss probably more matchups and dual meets than we've been used to in the past. Um, just match count. 
right? Older guys. We got to remember that guys got an extra year now. They got more miles, right? Guys are getting, they're in their sixth year. A lot more guys around the country now are in their sixth year, right? So, I mean, you're going to see guys, you know, sitting some matches around the country, guys on match count. You're going to see guys, I mean, we got guys like, like Yanni. Yanni wants to wrestle in, in Texas, right? February 12th. So he'll miss some time, you know, wrestling freestyle against Iran, right? We got to look at the the ranking series tournaments, which are early February. Do we, are our guys going to be having to go catch a ranking series tournament overseas, some of our college guys? So, you know, um, weigh-ins are going to be a big thing. Look for teams to utilize, you know, <clears throat> Florida, the duels, right? You get two weigh-ins, you're going to get four matches in. It's a big weekend. You're halfway to your seven for a lot of those guys, right? So I look for uh, most guys to make their debut maybe that weekend. <clears throat> I think we see Yanni for sure against Stanford, right? Rob Cole brings his team to town. I think we see them for sure um, there. But then I think down the duels in Florida in December, NC State, you probably see a lot. Their guys, Trent's big, right? I mean, we saw Trent, what, he walked by us in Lincoln, and we were like, wow, he's huge. Yeah, 202 right? pounds. Now he's got to lose 18. So you could see Trent on a match count. You could see, you know, certain guys around the country doing some certain things like that. So um, well, any more on the Hawks? What are you thinking? Like, what about the young guys, man? I, I saw Morningstar today. Um, he was down at Super 32. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about their young guys in the room. I heard their interviews, and I heard, you know, Tom talking about Drake, right? How Drake just you teach him one thing and he learns it. Next thing you know, he's hitting it in practice and hitting it, you know, in live competition. And and Caleb, how Caleb's really scrapping and, and you know, the young guys in the room at Henson. And it's just interesting to hear, you know, how like their excitement for that young group, you know. So that was kind of neat to hear. You don't hear, I don't know, you just don't hear them a lot of times talk or praise incoming classes a whole lot you know what i mean so yeah. it's cool that they're talking about their 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 young guys coming in and that they're you know they're being noticed and that they're their gym ranch you know which is which is cool to see yeah no i think the, the last thing i maybe on the hawks and then we can move on to the cyclones a little bit is that um yep. one of the things i'm really excited about this year um and i'm sure you probably share this a little bit too is we're gonna get the full schedule back and that doesn't just mean you know out of conference duels like Iowa opens up against Princeton that's going to be a blast but like we're going to get open tournaments right like the Cyclone Open the UNI Open Lindenwood Dactronics um you know Midlands is going to have a slew of guys Southern Scuffle is going to have a slew of guys Cliff Keen is I don't know that's not an open tournament but like it's still going to be a really fun two-day competition out there right um and so like in the case of the Hawks like we're going to get to see all these young guys compete in a normal way like they would have in years past, like there's opportunities that they didn't really get a whole lot last year. I know there was some extra matches, but you know, we'll get to see Drake Ayala and Colin Schriever and Patrick Kennedy and Jesse Yabara and all these young guys go out to Lindenwood and the Grandview open and the UNI open, and they're going to get to get all these matches and they're going to get to face, you know, on some occasions, some pretty tough competition. And, um, you know, you mentioned some of these weight classes that'll get decided at the Midlands, like 49 and 84, um, potentially, um, but, you know, we're going to see a lot of those young guys at the Midlands, too, because that's usually a really big thing for them. Like that's you know, that was the competition where Tom was like, yeah, we're going to put Abe in the lineup. Right. Because he made a run and got to the finals. Um, you know, we've seen superstars, you know, future superstars kind of that's where they break out. Right. Like we've seen Corey Clark and Thomas Gilman both perform really, really well at the Midlands during their true freshman years. Um, Sammy Brooks kind of the same way. Um 
that's I'm really excited for the open tournament slate because we're going to get to see a lot of these young guys in action um, to really see, you know, I, we're going to get to see why Tom's excited, right? Like we understand why he's excited because we've been watching a lot of these guys for years, but um, you know, we'll get to actually really see them against other D one competition, which I think will be a really exciting kind of like subplot to Iowa season, not just Iowa season, but really everybody's season. Cause all these open tournaments are going to be back. Right. So that's that's the Hawks. Um, Iowa State moving on now. Um, their media their media day is Tuesday, so they're gonna be first up this week. Their lineup. Um, this 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 is the interesting part, I think, of of Iowa State coming in because um, their lineup. We'll we'll kind of run through it here real quick. Twenty five. I'm assuming here, uh, Kyson Tarakina. Um, Thirty three might have a little bit of a battle there between Zach Redding and and Ramazan Adesayoff. Um, 41, this is where things maybe get a little interesting, right? Ian Parker was the guy there the last few years. They also have a guy named Drew Woodley, who I know they like, came down from Minnesota. He's got some family ties in Iowa. Um, but potentially, maybe, possibly, I don't know, maybe Ian Parker goes 49, right? Um, where Jarrett Dagan has been the mainstay for the last few years. I know he was dealing with injuries, um, didn't really get to wrestle a ton last year, made it to the big dance, ended up, I think, 0-2, maybe 1-2. He may have gotten one win. Um, then you got David Cart, six, uh, 57, 65. I think there's going to be a fun little three-way battle between um, Austin Kreiser, Logan Schumacher, Isaac Judge, and then 74, Julian Broderson, 84, Marcus Coleman, um, 97, Younger Bastida, and then Sam uh, Sam Schuler, Skyler. Is that how we pronounce it, a heavyweight? Skyler. Yeah, Sam, Sam Skyler. Skyler. Transferring yeah. in from Buffalo. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I want I that's that's the like we'll go back to that 41-49 thing because there's there we're both hearing that maybe possibly Ian Parker and I know people have seen pictures of him. He is he is not the little itty bitty Ian Parker he used to be. He is big, he is jacked. If he does go 49 and we'll get to talk to him and Dresser earlier this week. What does that mean for these Cyclones, man? Cuz I from a lineup perspective, I think from an individual perspective I like it for Ian Parker from a lineup perspective this is weird, right? Like, I don't know that this is the best play for Iowa state. What do you think? Um, I just think that he's so big, like not, not weight big, just strong, big, um, doesn't have a lot of fat on him. He's just put together his diets clean. There's not a lot to lose. He was at stalemates, right. And he was in the stalemates card and he weighed in there and, and I saw him and I'm like, man, and I even said to him at that time, I'm like, wow, you're 49 this year. And he's like, ah, I'm not sure. And I'm like, ah, and then, you know, he just, I think got bigger. And, and now it sounds like from what I'm hearing, I think you may be hearing rumbling as well. I'm hearing that he's going to, you know, he probably wants to go 49 this year. You know, sometimes guys get, you know, later in their career and they've cut their whole lives. Right. And, and, and sometimes they feel that, they don't have the energy to to get that last takedown in a third period sometimes, right, with the weight cut. And sometimes they they feel, you know, fresher, let's say, you know, when he's cutting to 41, let's say when he's 48 in the room, 49 in the room, right, he's feeling okay. When he gets down, he's not, right? So not just him, other guys. So I think um, he's a horse. He's strong. Um, he'll be – I mean, he – he'll be strong anyway. He could go up to 57 and probably be strong. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he looks big and strong and, and, you know, is, you know, we all look at it, you know, Dagan, is he going to be able to go to 41? Right. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. I don't think so. I think he's too skinny to make that drop. I could be wrong, but Hey, you know, like, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't. I'm not so sure if he can make it. I mean, love him, talented kid, does a good job, but he his style just. I mean, his role, the way his style is. I mean, is just a bad matchup. For, yeah. I mean, with Parker, Parker's a. It stays in the pocket, right? He, he, I mean, that rolling stuff, he'll sag off, he'll pounce you up. Like, it, it's just a bad matchup style. I could just see it. I mean, it, it's just not a good matchup, right? Yeah. So, um, unless they work it out, maybe, hey, maybe Ian Surt's 41. We haven't seen Surt's. You know, you can find that out this week. Maybe Ian Surt at 41. He's going to start at 49 and see how it goes, right? And then if it doesn't go good, give himself some options. I don't know that. Maybe he got bigger and decided not to. I know that was a talk at one time. Maybe certain 41, starting 49. Maybe Dagan certain 41. We, you know, you could ask that at media day. I'm not going to get there, but I'm, I'm going to try to get there this week while I'm in town and do a campus visit at Iowa State. I'm actually going to give Dresser, get a hold of Dresser tomorrow and see if Thursday works for them while I'm in town. So I want to get over there. Um, the other battle is 74, right? Or 33. Let's talk about 33 and Ramza. I mean, this kid is he's, really he's a 23 good. national champ, right? Like he's, he's yeah. good. He's good. <laughs> he's, he's just learning this folk style. He's, he's been here a little bit, but he's just crisping it up on the folk style. It's just not, he's getting better and better at it. And uh, he's, he's talented. So I think that's a battle. I mean, you know, Redding's a clingy guy on top. Redding's a, you know, junkyard dog, right? But, I mean, you know, I think – does Redding have a red shirt available? I don't – He went last year as a as a true freshman. Um, him yes. and Tarakina both went as true freshmen because it was just – it, it was available. And they needed to fill the spots, right? And so I know that he I, – I don't know if he beat Ramazan in a Russell-off or he just performed better and that's who Dresser ultimately ended up going with. I forget exactly how it went, but – you know, Redding, Redding had a lot of good, good moments last year. I don't know that he beat anybody super notice, notable, but, you know, he ended up fifth, I believe, at the Big 12 Championships. Um, kind of a rough draw at the NCAA Championships. That's always going to be a tough draw for normal true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's a normal true freshman. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's that's a that's kind of a sneaky lineup battle, especially if Ramazan continues to improve like he has been. Um, you know, he showed, obviously, that he's got a lot of neutral chops with that, you know, U23 uh, freestyle title. Um, you know, and if he's continued to get better, like, he could very easily be the guy there. Um, you know, that's a weight that, you know, maybe it's decided in open tournaments. Maybe it's decided just, you know, maybe Dresser goes back and forth for the first few competitions, or maybe he just takes that lineup battle all the way through the season. Who knows? Um, but that is kind of, I think that's a sneaky lineup battle for Iowa state because, um, you know, the good, I, you know, outside of this whole Parker Dagan thing, the middle part of their lineup's pretty well set, right? You got Carr at 57. Um, I know there's going to be a lot, a little bit of a lineup battle at 65, but then, you know, Broderson's probably going to be your dude at 74. Um, Coleman might get a little bit of pressure from, uh, Joel Shapiro at 84, but you know, I like Coleman there. I think that's a really good weight for him. Um, you know, so, I mean, if they can figure out, and, you know, I think Tarakini is going to be your guy at 25. And then if they can figure out 33, um, you know, then really in the front half of your lineup is kind of that Dagan Parker question, right? Which um, that see, that's so interesting to me because let's say Parker does go 49. You're taking an All-American out of the lineup. And that's the problem I have, right? Like from a team perspective, like never generally a good thing if you take an All-American out of the lineup. So I don't know. That's that is all. That's my big question, I guess, coming into them. What do you think the ceiling for this Iowa State team is this year? I mean, I think you know. I think younger, 
Younger's talented, all right? Younger was taking Elam down, you know, multiple He's got times, a win taking, over Kyvin. Yeah, taking Rocky down. Yeah, went over Jake Woodley, went over Kyvin. Um, so he's got – he's beat some guys in freestyle. And so if he can figure that out, it depends. I mean, listen, they could – I mean, they could they could have a good season. They could, you know, they could be a top ten team. I think. I mean, realistically, at the end of the year, if they perform at you know the level that that they they could. I mean, they. I mean, listen, Car Car was a champ, right? I mean, he's going to be that that puts you twenty some points right there. You know what I mean? Now you guys in the back end, you know, I think Skyler can have a solid year. I mean, Skyler's a big kid. He's up to two forty. He's never two forty, two forty five. He's never. You know, he's always been in 97. He can move. He can wrestle. I think, you know, um, you know, I think he'll do, I think he'll do good. He's been in 97 before then, you know, last year, you know, was like 240 and then they decided, no, no, we want you at 97. And then he got back down for 97 and then decided, no, no, we'll put you heavy. And then he tried to build back up, never quite got big enough, but he, he made the tournament, got a win, solid kid, um, really, really hard worker really hard worker. He'll do anything you ask of him. And uh, so I think, you know, in that system, I think he can do, he can, he can do better than he was doing a uh, Coleman Coleman. That's Coleman's natural weight. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's where Coleman needs to be. Um, I think he'll ha- perform way better there. Um, so, you know, at that weight, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, 57, we talked about, I mean, Parker, I think Parker, you know, Parker can battle those guys at 49 all the way up and down. You know what I mean? He'll be right in there with anybody. Um, and then, you know, 33, we'll, we'll see what happens in 25. So, I mean, they, they have some, you know, they'll be a sneaky little dual team too. I mean, they're not going to have any, any easy outs, you know, through their whole lineup. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I'm like you, I think Broderson comes out at 74. I think, um, you know, Reading, it's interesting, right? If they're, if they're neck and neck last year doesn't count. Right. So then yeah, this you redshirt red redding and let Ramazan go. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. You could, you could do that, right. For growth, for, you know, just in the room to see what happens. So that could definitely be some way they go if it's close. Right. And I anticipate it's going to be close. So maybe, maybe you see that happen. Um, so I like it. What happens, the interesting one to me <clears throat> through all this is, um, you know, where's Cam Robinson, right? Cam Robinson comes in right now. Does what happens with him? Right, I don't think he's grown into a fifty-seven yet. I think Cam Robinson's still a forty-nine. Yeah, well, th- I mean, I think this is he's like Redding, where he's he'll still technically be a true freshman this year. So he's got that yep. year of a lot of experience. He can go into a red shirt this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Parker or Dagan at forty-nine, and then you know maybe he takes a year to get bigger because um, maybe next mm-hmm. year's the year where David bumps to sixty-five. Maybe he just he takes another year to take advantage of all those open tournaments, right? Um, you I know, this could be a, like a concerted growth year, right? Cause he's got last year in his pocket. How do you use that to get better? Right. Yeah. I could see him maybe one more at 57, maybe then going maybe this year, next year, 57, then going up cause Panero grade. Right. So you got Greenlee, Panero and Scon, right? Nate Scott, yeah, all, all those guys gray all gray shirt shirt. Yeah. at the RTC. Right. So then you're thinking, okay, then are now maybe they think Panero is ready next year at 57 or does Panero then take a red, you know, and then he comes in at 57. So it depends with David. And then 
for David too. Eventually, yeah, he's going to go up because he's going to be a 74 kg guy, right? So eventually he's going to want to go up to 65 before his career is over in college, then come to 70, you know, then he's a 74 kg guy, 163. You know, being a 50, 157 and then coming off your college and going right up six pounds, the 163, being a 74 kg, he won't be big enough. He's going to want to build up to 65 in college a little bit and then be ready to go at 74. I think he could be, he's, I mean, t- to me, he could be our future at 74 kg. Him and I have talked about that. Like he's it very, I know he, he, him and I have talked about that. He, he will probably finish his career either at 65, maybe even 74. He had kind of discussed that a little bit too. This was a couple years ago now. Um, but I mean, he, he totally has that in mind. Cause I, we're under the impression that JB is going to make another cycle at it. We know KD is going to be good for another cycle. So, um, you know, David's going to be looking up to these guys for the next few years while he finishes out his college career. And then it would not shock me in the least where after he's done, he decides to come out and boom, makes the team. And then he's your guy at 74 for at least one, maybe two cycles. Like he, you know, he's got cadet and junior credentials. He's, you know, NCAA champ, obviously like this, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like he is, he's going to be repping red, white, and blue for a long, long time. Yep. I agree. I I look for him to be a mainstay at at 74 KG. And I, and I expect him, like you said, to go up to 65, maybe one more year we'll see at 57 you know you know you get them you always talk about it you know and then you win right and then winning right and you taste that victory right and he's tasting that championship the ncaa title and that's like well heck i'll just stay here heck i won i'll just stay here and win right so it's like you keep winning it's hard to go up right when you're yeah. you know eventually yes he's going to go up but i i don't think he put on the growth in the offseason like he expected to is what I think happened. So I think it, his mind was like, hey, if I if I grow, I'll go up. I'm not afraid to go up. But I don't he didn't grow like he anticipated to grow. So and you know what? Parker going up and him not going up, what's that mean? Now they can wrestle together more and more and more and they have, right? So point. you're gonna see you're gonna see though those two are are have gotten really tight, wrestle a lot together. So you're going to see the growth in, in both of those guys. So now him being 41, him being 57 now can't go as much. But now, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you ask David, I guarantee he'll tell you, I mean, Parker's stronger than he is. You oh, know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Parker, Parker has no problem wrestling him right now. So, yeah. and that helps them both, you know what I mean? So, and that helps David for the guys that, you know, kind of want to, you know, be strong and clingy at times. Cause I mean, not that Ian wants to do that, but he can't, he can mimic that, you know? So, um, yeah, it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm excited for the cyclones. I'm excited this week to get up there and, and, uh, when I'm in town and see what's going on and see him train and, and talk to some of the coaches and talk to St. John and talk to Metcalf and, and just see, you know, where their minds at with these guys and, you know, maybe areas of improvement that, you know, they're seeing early on in the season that, you know, need to be made or where they, think they need to improve from last year you know with you know guys and how they plan on handling that stuff so it'll be interesting i'm, I'm excited for the cyclones and uh you know I, I like that little campus you know I, I did a camp there in high school and for 12 days in the summer and it was a cool little campus and so it'd be nice to get back there this yeah week no when doubt I get in town I got I got two final thoughts on the cyclones that we can move on to the panthers the it's, it's funny that you mentioned that david may not have gained 
as much weight as maybe he thought he might this off season. Uh, he still mm-hmm. looks, I, he's going to be a shredded 57 pounder. Um, but I remember talking to him cause I, I saw him a couple different times this off season. Um, and he said that staying and I would always joke with him cause he does look bigger. He looks noticeably bigger. So I'd always joke with him just like, Hey man, like another packet of gummy bears, you're probably wrestling 65. And, <laughs> and he like, you know, he would always laugh it off and joke, but I remember him and I talked about that one time and he's like, you know, staying at 57 kind of requires me to stay on the straight and narrow on my diet. Like it requires me to stay disciplined on and off the mat. And I think there's something to that when it comes to, you know, not just obviously taste and victory at 157 where he won an NCAA title, but, um, you know, wanting to get the best out of yourself and wanting to be the best version of yourself. There is something to the idea of going this weight forces me to be the best version of myself, to, you know, be strict on my diet, to make sure that I'm watching my weight, to, you know, live the right lifestyle that it takes to win an NCAA title. And so I'm, I agree. I think we'll probably see him at 57 for a couple of years. And then kind of in a weird tangential thought, um, I remember when, when Parker first came to Iowa State, um, you know, I think he was part of KJ's last class. Uh, it was him, Kanan Storr. Um, there was a lot of guys there. Colbray was part of that class. Coleman came in as part of that class. Um, you know, he was cutting to 33. He was sucking down to 33 because Kane and store was originally the 41 pounder. And so, you know, the idea of, you know, does he feel good at 41 anymore now that he's as big as he is? I imagine that that thought might be in the back of his head. Like, Hey, like I tried this significant weight cut thing before it did not work out because then he bumped to 41 and he looked fantastic. I remember the 1920 season, the one that got, you know, NCAA championships got canceled by COVID. He won a big 12 title that year. I was convinced that was the year I saw a path to the NCAA finals for him. I was like, Hey, like this, this guy could do it, you know? And then COVID happened and we never got to see it. Um, and he's been battling injury kind of before that season. And after that, obviously last season he was injured a little bit going into the NCAA championship. So, you know, I wonder how much, you know, Oh, I tried this sucking down to weight thing. I didn't like it. It didn't work for me is going to play a factor in, you know, does he go 41 or 49, right? Like maybe he just feels good at 41 or maybe he feels better at 49. Like I wonder how much of an impact that could be on the ultimate decision there for him. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that has a lot to do with it, right? I think it's just, uh, I talked to him a little bit at stalemates, you know, back, you know, a couple months ago this summer about it. And uh, he, he had mentioned that, you know, that, that, and, you know, sometimes in the third period that, you know, when I need to go get that score, you know, sometimes I just feel like I, I couldn't go get it. You know what I mean? Like it, it just was, you know, I feel better, right? Some guys feel better, right? It's like a lot of guys, you know, best college guys, best college coaches, whatever they'll tell guys, Hey, you know, you need to be living seven pounds, seven pounds, right? You come in, you're seven pounds. You're always within striking distance. You're training near your weight. You know what I mean? If you're a, if let's say you're a 41 pounder and you're coming in the room every day, weighing 56, 57, well, you're not even, I mean, you're a 41, you're not wrestling 49, you're wrestling now 57, right? And, and you, we know weights or styles kind of are different. And it's like, you have to train near your weight. And you heard JB in interviews talk about that. And that's where his success came was he started training. I, I'm training at 170. I'm coming in at 70 every day. You know what I mean? In that way, I'm, I, I'm living right. I'm within seven pounds. I'm pushing my water. I, I'm, you know, leaving workouts near weight. You know what I mean? And that's the thing now in a lot of college rooms, the day before you touch it, you know what I mean? You come in the day before you touch your weight, you leave that day, you touched it. Now you go home, you eat dinner, you push your fluids, you come in the next morning, you know, you're, you're 
you know, four or five pounds over, you get a workout in, then you come in pre-match, you're two pounds over, you cut your weight, you know, an hour and a half before weigh-ins, weigh-in, you're good to go. You know what I mean? That's kind of, you know, in high school kids do it wrong. They don't, they want to not drink fluids, not do it right. You know, and in college, most guys, you'll, you know, you're around rooms, everybody's got their jug. Everybody's got their gallon <laughs> jug and their goal is, you know, push that gallon of water every day. Right. It was like, wow, that's a lot of what guys are losing eight, 10 pounds in a practice, right. Cause they're drinking that water and you know, they're, they're sweating. We all saw Jane Cox and how he sweats, right. You yeah. see, you're in the, you're in the rooms. These kids will lose eight, 10 pounds in an hour and a half, if oh, not yeah. more. So. Another sneaky, fun team, I think, like not unlike Iowa State, where there's you have some guys here who are set in stone and some other there's going to be a few lineup battles, I think. Um, mm -hmm. 25 Brody Teske, right? Returning Big 12 champ, uh, got to the blood round last year. 33, I think you could see another battle there between Jack Skidlars at Kyle Biscoglia. Um, 41, I think, is, is a little bit of a question mark for me, right? You got um, a lot of freshmen here, redshirt freshman Garrett Mole, and then you've got Kale Happel, Julian Farber, um, Ethan Basil um, coming up from Florida. So that's, you know, four-way battle there maybe. That's a question I'm probably going to have for Doug later this week. 49, uh, Tristan Lara, NCAA qualifier last year. I beat Mike Van Brill, I'm pretty sure, in the first round through a lefty headlock, was able to get that win. Um, mm -hmm. Real nice for him. 57, I think we could see maybe a lineup battle. Colin Realbuto um, transferred in. He actually repped Italy at the World Championships. I don't know that a lot of people know that, but there is a, a World That's Championship awesome. caliber wrestler um, in Cedar Falls now. But then there's also Cade Lara, um, who is back. Um, so he was the guy for Big 12s there. Uh, 65, Evan Yant. Uh, when he's healthy, I really like that kid. I, he's a real tough wrestler, real tough. Uh, you know, I think he he won a couple of matches out of the pigtail last year. Um, so I'm, I'm presuming that he's probably going to be the guy there again. 74, Lance Runyon, um, hoping he stays healthy again this year. He's real exciting. 84, obviously, Parker Kekai is an All-American. Um, 97, um, back for, I think, this has got to be his seventh or eighth year, right? Jacob Holschlag, um, All-American way back when, but another guy that kind of hoping he stays healthy. If not, they got a question mark there maybe. And then 285, Carter Isley back, um, taking advantage of that COVID relief year. Um, I, what's a, what's a question or two? I know there's a handful of lineup battles here that may be yet to be decided about the Panthers, but what's a question or two or, or sorry, a quick thought or something about the Panthers this year? Holschlag, right? Holschlag in his seventh year injury riddled. I mean, I don't know that. Oh gosh. I think he's gone three seasons with no matches. It's it's if, if it's not or three, two, I think. Yeah, I think it's close to three years with no matches at all. I think he, I think they tried to wrestle him at the end of a season. Maybe he went and got two or three matches in, but then it didn't work out. And then we didn't see him last. So I think it might be only a couple matches in a few years. If he's healthy and if he can stay healthy, I hope he can, you know, just for him and for, you know, everything he's given to the sport and put in that, you know, he can go out on his terms, right? Maybe he doesn't make it, you know, just just whatever. He goes out on his terms. He's able to put on the singlet again, go out there, compete for his team, compete in West Gym, crowd cheering for him. You know, I, I just – I hope it happens for him. I, I hope he stays healthy. I think it would be cool to see. Um, 33. I mean, 33, I don't think you count Jack Wagner out. That's a, that's a good point. He was, uh, he finished on the podium at the U S senior nationals. That would have been last spring, right? The one in Coralville. Um, it was, we were yeah. more there for the junior world team trials, but you know, he won a couple matches. 
yeah, I just think it's his last go around and, and, and I'm hearing that he's, um, you know, more bought in than he has been in the past and, and training hard and realizing that, you know, it's going to be over soon, I think. And, and, uh, so don't count him out. You know, I think Skolarczyk and Biscaglia, obviously great kids. They're going to battle each other as they have in the past. And, and, but, you know, just Wagner's a kid, I think, you know, you know, overlook. And then at 65, Schoenfelder, right? Schoenfelder's an athletic kid. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if he's healthy and what he can do with, with Yant there at 65. Um, you know, interesting team, right? You got, you know, the Lara boys, you know, they're from Fort Dodge, right? They're, they're gritty, grindy kids, right? So um, we'll see what happens, right? Um, I think their, their lineup's good. Um, it'll be interesting, right? We're going to see them down at the duels in Florida um, in December. You know, do they see the Hawks there? Right? Do they match up with the Hawks? Uh, do they, honestly, do they, I hope they wrestle. That's, you know, I I'd like to see them wrestle. I don't know if they will or not. I think last time I asked Willie what the schedule look is going to look like, he said, they're still trying to figure out pairings and when wrestling is going to start and this, that, and the next, you know, cause I'm trying to get down there. Right. And I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So I'm trying to organize my flights properly, but, but yeah, no, that's, that's kind of a, another interesting subplot of the, you know, the collegiate duels or the Rockfin duels or whatever any of these clubs are calling them, right? Like does, does you and I in Iowa, do they finally get to, you know, line up and wrestle? Um, which I think would be really interesting at a lot of different, you know, a handful of these different weights, you know, cause we've seen some of these guys wrestle each other over the years. Like I remember um, Abe Asad and, and Parker Keck guys, and they wrestled at a couple of different opens, their true freshman year. Um you know, I think there was a, well, I'm trying to remember. I think if I remember this correctly, Julian Broderson got a win over Abe Asad. Um, Keck Eisen beat Julian Broderson and then Asad beat Keck Eisen. So there was, you know, that was back when Broderson was back wrestling 84. They've since sucked him down to 74, but um, you know, I think that that's the first matchup that comes to my mind is like, Whoa, Hey, like that'd be pretty fun. Right. There's a handful of other ones, right? Like I think um, Marinelli and Yant wrestled last year, I think in the first round of the bit of the NCAA championships, because after Yant won the, um, the, the pigtail match, they wrestled um, his reward was Alex Marinelli. So, you know, <laughs> um, and then Spencer and Brody Teske were on track to meet in the NCAA semifinals and then drew Hildebrandt, um, I think he scored two at the gun to force OT and then scored two again to beat Brody in the quarters at 25 that year. Um, that was just last year. So if I, if I remember how that match went down correctly, I know Hildebrandt beat him close, um, but they, you know, I was, I kind of circled that one in the semifinals, like, Hey, like that could be, you know, cause Brody's a guy I've been watching forever. You know, my first year on the beat was the year he won his fourth um, state title for Fort Dodge. So um you know, him and I have been talking for years, but no, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned Jack Wagner at 33. That's, that's kind of a lineup question mark. I think 41 is a huge one for me. Like, do we, do we see Kale Happel? Do we see Julian Farber? You know, I think um, Ethan Basil ended up being the guy last year just cause it was, it was a COVID relief year. They, they weren't, you know, I, a handful of people got hurt. And, and I think Basil ended up being the guy at, at big 12s. It could have been Farber now that I'm thinking about it. One of those two, I think ended up being the guy, but um you know, and then Cade Lara calling Real Buto. I'm excited to kind of see Real Buto. I know he, I think he actually lost to Yanni at the World Championship, so we really didn't get a chance to see a ton of him in Norway. But just the fact that he was there, that's really cool experience to bring back to the room. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I, my my big thing was you know can Holschlag stay healthy too, right? Because that's you know that's that's an All American caliber type wrestler. Actually, while you were talking about him, I looked this up. He so he was an All American in 2018. Um, okay. you know, seventh place at 97, 
Um, he was injured in the 1819 season. He wrestled two matches in 1920, and then he redshirted again last year, um, took the COVID season to just try and get healthy. So two matches in three seasons after he was an All-American. Dang, that sucks. <laughs> like, that's, you know, especially for a guy like him who, you know, he's from nearby Union LaPorte City. Um, that's a guy that, you know, he's been wrestling his whole life, and it's just so happened to get nipped with injuries here the last few years. I, I'm with you. I hope he can stay healthy. Um, I hope he can also, you know, like you said, go out on his own terms, but I'd really like to see him healthy for one more season or at least part of the season, just to try and see him a little bit here and there at, at the West gym. And I know they got a couple of duels at the McLeod center too. Um, this is a sneaky fun team, man. Like that's, it's, it's a lot of Iowa kids, which is kind of fun for me. Cause I've been seeing a lot of these guys over the years, but they got some out of state flavor too, right. With Farber, Basil, Skudlarzik's not from Iowa. Um, Keck Eisen's from just North and Wisconsin. Um, Sneaky fun team, I think. Sneaky fun team, I think, might surprise a few people um, just with with how good they are. Interesting dual matchup, right? Like, they won a handful of duels over the last few years just because they, they're able to play these matchups a little bit better. Um, you know, I think I, I think there was one weekend, I remember a couple years ago, where they lost to South Dakota State, and then they turned around and beat Mizzou two days later. Like, they just, this, you know, as long as Schwab is there, and, and clearly he's going to be there for the long haul now after everything that happened this last offseason. Um you know, they're going to fight and they're going to scrap and um, always a fun team to watch and cover. And I'm excited that they're going to be able to get back into the West gym this year and, and wrestle some pretty stout competition. It's going to be a fun year for them. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, they have an interesting lineup. I think up and down, you could see, you could see different guys, right? Different guys getting, getting opportunities. I think you see, like you said, regardless of who wins their, you know, early season battles, I think down the stretch, you see a, some guys get a chance at 33, right? I think you see some guys get a chance at, at 41 to see who, you know, the guy is there. If guys are, you know, winning matches, it opens. That's what's going to, you know, this year it's going to be a little bit different, right? For guys where last year it was kind of what you, it's kind of what you did before, right? You were kind of living off your career because there wasn't enough data to take to say you're not the guy, right? So you kind of were living off what you did in the past. And then this year now there's going to be data. Like you said, we're going to have opens. We're going to get, we're going to get enough matches now for these guys to prove or not prove themselves. Right. Guys getting their hand raised and when some guys are losing, so it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Um, I know you're excited and uh, <laughs> me too, man. We'll be seeing a lot of each other this year. I imagine I'm going to be out in Iowa a lot. We'll be in Florida together. Probably see you at the Midlands. So righteous man i appreciate you taking the time again and and we'll catch up again soon all right talk to you cody Big thanks to Corby for taking some time at the end of a busy, busy weekend to talk even more wrestling. I know that dude always down to talk some wrestling, and as you guys could probably tell, we're both seriously, seriously excited about the upcoming season, and I hope you guys are as well. Real quick before we go, wanted to remind you guys to subscribe to the Des Moines Register, Hawk Central, uh, whichever one you feel like you want to subscribe to for the upcoming wrestling season. We have a lot of exciting things in store, and I don't want you guys to miss anything. You can subscribe for everything digital for just a dollar and that gets you six months of the wrestling coverage that we're going to be producing this winter that'll take you all the way through wrestling season guys that is a single dollar six month fully online digital subscription that's november december january february march even a little bit of april before it jumps a little bit in price absolutely take advantage of that because again i don't want you guys to miss a thing this wrestling season you can also subscribe for everything digital plus sunday print delivery for just a dollar per week for six months 
um, or you can be a full subscriber. That's everything online plus an everyday paper delivery for $3 a week for six months. These are all great deals, you guys, and I strongly encourage you to look into it and take advantage of it if you can. Wrestling season has arrived, and I don't want you to miss a thing. I'm going to keep harping on that through the early parts of the season as we kind of navigate these media days and as we hit um, the first competitions later in January. So check out the show notes for a link if you want more information on that. Please do subscribe. It allows us to do some really cool things with our coverage, and obviously we're going to do as well as we can to bring you the best and top-notch wrestling um, of Iowa, Iowa State, you and I, the Iowa high school scene, and anything else that piques our interest this winter. So yeah, check out the show notes for that. But that's really all I got today, you guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin. Going to do some fun stuff on Instagram this season as well, so at Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe, catch all the stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that, as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. Thank you.